This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Hope you're okay on Wednesday, September the 29th. And our top story today is that a court's been told a former Met Police officer from Kent handcuffed and arrested Sarah Everard before kidnapping and killing her. A sentencing hearing, which is due to last two days, is underway at the Old Bailey. Wayne Cousins from Deal was a serving officer at the time he murdered the 33-year-old after targeting her as she walked home in South London in March. Her body was found a week later in Woodland near Ashford. 48-year-old Cousins admitted her kidnap and murder at two previous hearings and this is the first time we've had any real details as to what happened. Well, our reporter Sean Axtell has been following proceedings today. The old Bailey heard this morning Cousins, who was off duty, posed as an undercover police officer when he hunted for a lone young woman to rape and kidnap. The prosecutor, Tom Little QC, said it was one of the most widely publicised cases, spurring the hashtag, she was just walking home. That's something I'm sure we can all remember. But he added that a more fitting five-word summary would be deception, kidnap, rape, strangulation and fire. Um, Cousins likely used lockdown rules as an excuse to stop Miss Everard. He handcuffed her, then drove her 80 miles where he raped, strangled and burnt her body. Details of the former met police officer's lifestyle were revealed in court it was it was quite bizarre uh with sarah's body still inside his rented car on the night of the murder he stopped at a petrol station for bottles of water orange lucasade apple juice a carrier bag trivial items uh the next morning the killer bought a pot chocolate and bakewell tart from costa before returning the hire car and he calmly made calls to a dentist on behalf of his children. He phoned a vet to book an appointment for anxiety medication for his dog. Uh, this is just days after he committed this, this atrocity. And over the coming days, as publicity for Miss Everard's disappearance intensified, officers were able to trace Cousins' hire vehicle with CCTV. And when he was finally arrested on March the 9th this year, he denied knowing Miss Everard. But... Uh, when, he was, when, when detectives asked if he knew of her whereabouts, he ended up spinning a, a labyrinth of lies. He claimed that an Eastern European gang threatened to harm his family and he fell in debt with payments for a prostitute. And he, he claimed that uh, they, they forced him to kidnap girls for them to help pay back those debts. Simon Harding was one of the leading detectives on the case and says a witness saw Cousins handcuff Sarah. He could have made up a law, he could have said anything he wanted to to get her into the car. I mean, he could have used COVID as a, as a reason to get her into the back of the car and said you're breaching COVID rules and arrested her. You know, Sarah wouldn't necessarily have known every single law and he could have made one up to get her in the back of the car. Sarah's death led to large protests around the safety of women and campaigners gathered outside the Old Bailey as the hearing got underway this morning. We are here today to let the Met Police know that we aren't going to accept this kind of performance of justice of them putting one of their own behind their bars and that we know that the Met Police are inherently violent Um, and Sarah Everard's case is not an anomaly and the police are consistently bringing violence to our streets, harassing women, harassing people of colour, harassing marginalised communities and so one more behind bars doesn't make a difference to us and it is only until we begin to dismantle the entire institution of the police force we'll actually begin to know justice. There will be no justice until we stop having murdered women on our streets 
So that's really what Sisters on Card hear about today. The Met Police have released a statement today. It says we are sickened, angered and devastated by this man's crimes which betray everything we stand for. Our thoughts are with Sarah's family and her many friends. It's not possible for us to imagine what they are going through. We recognise his actions raise many questions and concerns but we will not be commenting further until the hearing is complete. The judge has to consider whether Cousins should receive a whole life term. The hearing will conclude tomorrow. We'll have details at Kent Online in bulletins on our sister radio station KMFM and also on tomorrow's podcast. Kent Online News. Elsewhere today, 11 people have been arrested following yet another climate change protest on the M25 in Kent. Police were called to Junction 3 for the Swanley Interchange at about half seven this morning. Members of Insulate Britain had been blocking the roundabout near the A20 with some gluing their hands to the road. John Evans is a managing director at a fresh produce distributor. He says the disruption is a nightmare. It causes missed deliveries. You know, we've got guys that have got commitments to their family, to picking kids up from school, that kind of stuff. They can't be out there for 12 or 14 hours and shouldn't be anyway. And, um, and unfortunately, this just impacts them and it impacts on their lives. A high court injunction means demonstrators could be jailed, but Interlake Britons say they'll continue until the government tackles emissions from homes. The latest on supply problems now that have been causing disruption at the petrol pumps in Kent and the army has been drafted in to deliver fuel. It's thought they'll be on the road this week to fill stations. The Prime Minister has insisted the situation is stabilising and there's no need to prioritise key workers. However, we have heard that school buses and taxis in the county have been hit by the driver shortage crisis and bosses say the fuel situation has just made things worse, leaving hundreds of children without transport. The County Council has written to MPs calling for more support to tackle the problem. It's also thought the crisis has encouraged more of us to consider switching to electric vehicles. Those who already drive one have been able to avoid the long queues. Josh Cockett is from eVision in Strood, which hires them out. Since Friday, when the fuel crisis really kicked in, we've seen a, a massive surge in bookings. Um, over the weekend, uh, we've had double the amount of vehicles go out that we were anticipating to go out. And today we've seen a massive, massive rise in bookings as well, just because customers are seeing the huge benefits that have an electric vehicle. The benefits of electric vehicle, you can just plug a vehicle in and charge wherever, wherever there's a designated charging point or your 13 amp plug at home. Anyway, you can charge it. You don't have to sit queuing for, for, for petrol. And finally on this, Next is the latest retailer to reveal it's being affected by the lack of HGV drivers and is calling on the government to take action. The fashion giant says supply chain issues had seen higher freight costs push up prices by about 2% from January to June. They're set to rise by around 2.5% during the first half of 2022. The Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl Street Maidstone. It's emerged a popular magician who was found dead in Herne Bay had been suffering guilt and anxiety after borrowing money to fund a gambling habit. 46-year-old Martin Collins had been lent thousands before managing to kick the habit last year. He'd also recently stopped taking cocaine. An inquest has heard he was in significant debt and worried about lockdown easing. Well, if you're struggling and do need to talk to somebody, we've got the contact details for Samaritans at Kent Online. You can phone them by calling 116123 at any time. That's 116123 at any time. You can also click on the link on the story to visit their website. 
A uni student from East Peckham who threatened to kill his former partner has avoided being sent to prison. A court's heard Fabian Toole left his ex scared to go out after sending threatening texts and physically abusing her. The 20-year-old from Orchard Road has been given a two-year suspended sentence and ordered to do rehab. He's also on a curfew for six months. A housing association has been criticised after a Kent woman had to wait seven years for repairs to be carried out at her property. She repeatedly told Golding Homes about work that needed doing to sort out damp, leaking windows and rotten weatherboards between 2012 and 2019. The Ombudsman's ordered them to pay £2,500 in compensation and in a statement they've apologised and say they've worked hard over the past year to improve. Now, after we told you yesterday that South Eastern has been stripped of its rail franchise, it's restarted a bit of a debate over whether train services should be renationalised. The Transport Secretary announced the government would take over the running of services in Kent from next month. Well, a Kent Online Twitter poll suggests that 76% of you think the railways should be renationalised. It's something supported by John Bosco Mwogbo from We Own It, which campaigns against privatisation. One of the lessons that we can learn from this really is that um, privatization creates a perverse set of incentives for private companies. Their incentives are to maximize profit for their shareholders, right? And, and it does it takes precedence from their point of view to any kind of civic responsibility that they have to taxpayers. Um, and that's how we can see a company like Southeastern Rail um, attempt to defraud the government. I think what we should see um, um, as a result of this um, is that the government should essentially take all of our rail system into public ownership. They always step in when um, a private company messes up. They stepped in um, in the um, East Coast main line in 2018 when Virgin and Stagecoach messed up that line. They stepped in in 2020 um, to the Northern um, um, Rail Line when um, Arriva messed up there as well. So instead of just stepping in when private companies mess up, I think the government should do the proactive thing and um, take all of those rural franchises into public ownership. I think the logic of taking it over from them when they mess up, as the government does, is that we, the public, the government, can run this service better. And we can run it better because we can we see evidence of how it was run when we took over those services in the past. So it, they should just make the decision proactively to take everything back. Kent Online reports. The founder of a trust that runs the only secondary school on the Isle of Sheppey has spoken out about the idea of building another one. Steve Chalk set up the trust that runs the Oasis Academy and says their intake this year was almost 100 children more than in 2020. The county council has acknowledged the need for another secondary on the island, though, which he fears will destabilise the work they've done. A cyclist who survived a crash with a coach near Sevenoaks is hoping to find the woman who sat and held his hand while he waited for the air ambulance. Colin Williams was travelling through a hamlet when the accident happened in June, leaving him with serious injuries, including 10 broken ribs, a punctured lung and ruptured spleen. A good Samaritan called Emily stopped to help and he'd like to say thank you. Controversial plans to build a £50 million headquarters for bosses in Maidstone have been scrapped due to ongoing pressures caused by the pandemic. A four-storey civic centre was going to be created at the former Royal Mail sorting office near to Maidstone East Railway Station. The large office space would have been used by the local authority in the town and also Kent County Council. 
Meantime, plans for 2,500 homes on land in Faversham are due to be unveiled by Prince Charles's estate at a meeting tonight. The Duchy of Cornwall owns 320 acres to the southeast of the town, not far from the Brenly Corner junction of the M2. An inquiry into the idea happened back in 2018, and the master plan includes avenues, orchards, allotments, meadows and woodland. The owners of a recycling company in Sittingbourne that was destroyed in a huge fire have thanked emergency crews. It took 30 hours to control the blaze on the Euralink industrial estate over the weekend, and witnesses say it sounded like bombs were going off. An investigation is underway to find out how it started. And there are calls today for more women and black, Asian and minority ethnic groups to be represented on blue plaques in Canterbury. Of the 17 across the district, only one is dedicated to a woman. It's hoped nominations will make future plaques more diverse. You can let us know who you think should be honoured by leaving a comment at Kent Online. Kent Online Sport. Football and the Gillingham manager says their goalkeeper could have been badly injured after a Cambridge United fan threw a coin at him during last night's game. The Jills took all three points as they won 2-0 thanks to goals from Verdane Oliver and Danny Lloyd and it was their first League One victory away from home this season. His boss, Steve Evans. Well, I thought the performance and pitch spells was very good, particularly our possession and interplay in the first half. I think we just totally dominated. I think they've had one half effort a goal. Um, other than that, we've, we've played some great football. Um, got a great goal, five or six passes into John. Wins ahead of he puts it in. And, it, and the disappointing thing and the worrying thing is we've been there so many times, 1-0 ahead at half-time and I know coming second half but we've come out, you know, this Cambridge team's a good team, they've got a good support behind them, that don't change. Um, we're in the game, we're clearly in the game, we've had spells in that second half where we're totally dominant again. But we're going to have to defend properly, we break, Daniel Lloyd does what Daniel Lloyd can do, that's, that's not a shock to any of us. Scores the goal and probably the disappointing thing is we make two or three good chances to make it free and game over. And then we have, we have um, some disturbing things, don't we? Goalkeeper um, almost smashed in the face with a coin. If you don't move it, it's probably it's probably pretty serious. Um, and then gets a yellow card at the end for celebrating in front of them. Um, the person that's throwing the coin has got no place in Cambridge United Football Club, and that's disgraceful. Let's 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 Cambridge United do a job and find that person. Yeah, listen, it's a great strike from Lloydy. I think I just said to him at the end, that's, that's recognition of his, of his hard work over two games. I thought he worked so hard on, on Saturday. He's done it again um, tonight and he, he deserved of his goal. And, and when you play against a Cambridge side as good as this, look at the teams they've beaten in recent weeks. And, and I said, Mark Bonner's done an incredible job last year. He's continued that work this year. Um, the fans are right behind him, the football club's right behind him. And you could see them all smell a goal, but with some big performance today, I thought his Bennett was outstanding, Chandra defensively. Along with Max, I think they, they weathered a lot, and um, and it was when we got possession of the football, we with Dempsey and Adshead and, and McDonald and Lloyd, you, you've always got a chance that you're going to go forward with some real positivity and create. And I said it's, it's, it's nothing more than a hard-fought win. We should have had hard-fought wins at other places, and we've we've been let down by some some silly defending, but we've had really good defending tonight. And where Jamie delivers his first clean sheet, and he's he's more than deserving of that. They welcome Wigan Athletic to Priestfield on Saturday and you can find details of other results and fixtures for this week on the sports pages of Kent Online. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on our socials. That's Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. 
Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk.